Hey, beauty babes. Today we're talking about SPF, Hack Attack, and those bitches in Beverly Hills. Hi, I'm Asia DeMarcos. You might recognize me from a little cold classic called Miss Congeniality. In Hawaii, don't you use aloha for like hello and goodbye? So? I'm taking all of my Hollywood secrets and the 15 years from being an esthetician, and I'm bringing it all to you. I'm combining my two obsessions, beauty and unscripted television. Thanks for joining and welcome to Butasia Unscripted. Hey guys, what's up? Beauty expert Asia DeMarcos here, former film and television actress and esthetician to the stars. Yeah, I know that sounds cheesy, but I'm cheesy. Okay, we are going to have so much fun today because we're talking about, wait for it, SPF. Okay, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I promise you, you're going to learn something new. You're going to have an aha moment or you're going to say, oh, wow, I didn't know that. That was a good tip. Trust me on this, okay? And if you do have one of those moments, you promise me that you're going to refer three friends to my podcast. Okay, deal? Deal. So a few reasons why I chose SPF as the topic today is number one, May is Melanoma Awareness Month. So go and get your moles checked. Just fair warning. It's a pretty in-depth process. So you might want to ask for dinner after. And number two is I finally, finally, finally ventured out with a friend, met her for a walk. And there were a bunch of people out in this like hilly neighborhood and everyone was wearing their mask. I wore my mask. I wore my um, sidebar. I've been kind of obsessed with buying masks these days because I'm trying to ease myself into the new normal and try to be comfortable while I'm out. So I was like, hey, I'm going to meet up with my friend. I needed a little exercise. I need some sunshine and to talk because she was moving out of town. And uh, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't f***ing breathe. And I was like, this shit sucks. So I have an alternative. Bear with me. I'm going to tell you at the end. So I wore my silk mask, which is by far my favorite, like in a casual setting. It's the most breathable and it's definitely the best for my skin. Other masks, cotton masks and stuff have been really hard to breathe in. I wouldn't recommend a silk mask while you're exercising or sweating out in the heat. But definitely if you're just in a casual environment, hanging out, grabbing the Postmates, throwing on the mask, okay? Because I have everything. I have everything under the sun. I have cotton mask. I have the the plain black. I have bandanas. I have the N95s before the ban. So I have it all. Anyway, so I'm breathing or trying to breathe normally while I'm working out and talking at the same time. And it hit me. Get one of those Stormtrooper Asian visor masks. You're completely protected from the sun because towards the end of the hike, I was like, oh, my skin felt like I was kind of burning a little bit. I did a chemical peel a few weeks ago. So I was just like, yeah, my skin is a little sensitive and I definitely don't want those spots to come back, right? So because melanin has memory, you go out in the sun unprotected. You could peel that top layer of skin off, but you know, that melanin, those those pigmentation, that damage is definitely, definitely, definitely going to come back. So yeah, I was kind of feeling like my face was cooking because I, at one point, just took the mask from my nose and just around my mouth because I figured, hey, you know, the droplets aren't going anywhere, right? So we're safe. But yeah, it's, it was definitely very hard to breathe in that. So I went on Amazon 
I'm telling you, of $25 freaking dollars, I got the bombest ass looking stormtrooper mask. You're totally incognito. You look like that uh, that show with Baby Yoda, the Mandalorian. So I call myself a Femdalorian. So I'm looking totally, like, totally snatched. Nobody can see me. My skin's covered. So, and I know they have more expensive brands out there, but I bought one on Amazon for 25 bucks and it is lit, people, lit. So that's my tip of the day. So let's go on to the topic of the hour. I have a lot to cover about SPF. Okay, I promised you, I promised you some aha moments. So stick with me. All right, so UVA, UVB. So I also need to tell you that my very first sales job, I sold sun care products from a family-owned company out of the, the East Coast. So I feel like then I am sort of an expert when it comes to sun protection. So UVA, UVB. UVA is the aging ray. UVB for burning ray. So UVA ray, it's present all year round. It's the same strength no matter where you live. In the nation, and that shit is always out. That sucker is always, always, always out. UVB is the short ray of the sun that causes your skin to burn. UVB, that guy is comes and goes, and it's at different strengths no matter where you live in the US. So that's why a lot of people say, Well, I only wear sunscreen when I go to the beach or when I'm outside or when I'm out in the sun. Newsflash, people. UVA is always, always present. So if you're at home, just look at yourself in the mirror. Look on the left side of your face. You're aged five years faster on that left side of that face. The reason why is why we drive, that sun is penetrating, the UVA ray, the aging ray, is penetrating through glass and increasing what's called MMP1s which are basically collagenase, which are enzymes that are destroying our collagen. Okay, so yes, I'm an esthetician and yes, I'm kind of a a nerd, but I like to speak to you guys in the consumer language because most of my listeners are normal people, right? Estheticians probably aren't listening to this show unless they're trying to see what I'm talking about. But for the most part, you know, they're busy doing their own thing and they're, you know, educating their own clients and whatnot. But hey, if you are an esthetician listening to my show, hello. Thanks for coming and joining us. So let's not get too off the topic of UVA, UVB, but trust me. Also, if you are at home, Google truck driver, no sunscreen truck driver or sun damaged truck driver. Yeah, that's it. That's what I did. Google. And you'll see the picture of the guy who looks like he has a skin disease on the left side of his face because he drove a truck for 30 freaking years. Okay. So if you don't believe me, just look at your own damn face. Trust me on this. If, especially if you're over the age of 35, you're already going to start seeing the degradation of the skin on that side. Um, you're going to see more wrinkles. And definitely if you're Asian or ethnic like me, those spots are going to get that pigmentation and that sun damage around your eye area. Okay, so that's UVA and UVB. Also, another tip, right? Prevention, 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 right? 
SPF is the cheapest anti-aging product you can buy. So I always tell my teenagers, I tell all my young kids, like if you can wear SPF now, you're going to save a lot of time, effort, and money later. So right, like typically we don't have a crystal ball, like right? We don't know what we're going to look like if we did A, B, and C, or if, if we stopped doing A, B, and C, right? But who wants to find out? We do know that overexposure to sun does cause skin cancer as well as pigmentation and sun damage and wrinkles. We do know that after 20, 30 years of research, right? We do know that. But how bad are you going to actually look? Do you know that? I'm going to tell you. Look at your hands. Your hands are always exposed. Unless you had a mom that taught you to put sunscreen on your hands, I didn't. Most of us didn't. Gen X's. I think millennials, I have a lot of millennials tell me, yeah, my mom taught me about that. You know why? Because she grew up the hard way learning that, damn, I should have wore sunscreen when I was like 12. So look at your hands. That's the oldest skin on your body. So if you wanted to look into a crystal ball, that look at your hands. That's what your face would look like if you never wore sunscreen. Now, do you want to see how beautiful and glorious your skin would look if you wore sunscreen at the age of 12? Look at your ass. That is the skin that's mostly covered up. So that's your crystal ball. So if you're looking at your hands and you're like, oh shit, I better start wearing sunscreen. Then you better start wearing sunscreen. All right, so UVA, UVB, got through that mineral versus chemical, right? There's a lot of... A lot of controversy on the market with this. So let me just break it down for you. Mineral SPFs act as a block. So it's a physical barrier. They're also called physical SPFs. It's actually a physical barrier that basically kind of, I call it like a shield. Like you put, you put it on your skin, immediately it starts to protect your skin like a shield. The downside of mineral is sometimes it can look chalky on the skin or it can, you know, people don't really like it. It drips. And it basically just looks shocking. People don't like the way it looks. Chemical SPFs tend to absorb into the skin quickly so you don't see it. A lot of people like that, but you do need to apply 30 minutes prior to sun exposure. The chemical SPF will absorb the UV rays. Kind of weird, I know. And that's kind of ekes people out as well. But on top of that, not all chemicals are bad. Let me just tell you, everything is a pretty much a chemical component if you break it down. But there's a few chemicals that are on the naughty list that we need to look for. And that is octanoxate and oxybenzone. Those are the two culprits that have, quote unquote, been shown as possible hormone disruptors in the skin. That's why most dermatologists will ban any sunscreen with those products, but also octanoxate is a coral reef killer. So if you're living in a beach community, like I live in LA, Hawaii, we tend, you know, they're banning SPFs with that because it's killing the fishies and hurting the coral reef. So if you don't care about the environment, then f*** it and <laughs> use your cheap ass sunscreen from CVS. But if you do look for those ingredients on your SPF. Okay, so now let's talk about the number on your SPF. What does that mean? So the American Dermatology Association will recommend an SPF of 30 or higher. Just a little side note, the difference between a 30 and a 50 is a 1% difference. SPF 30 allows 
3% of the sun's rays to penetrate, where an SPF 50 allows two by FDA standards. Okay, so not that big of a difference. So I know I see people that ask that all the time, like, oh, I want the highest SPF. Well, you know what? You have to reapply every 80 minutes anyway, especially if you're out in direct sunlight, because any sunscreen is going to break down. And so we want to get into the habit of reapplying. So that's not that big of a deal. So we just want to find a sunscreen that you like wearing, that looks good on you, and that you'll wear every single day. So when we're looking at the number on SPF, we'll say SPF 30 for is this purpose, which allows you to be in the sun 30% longer before you start to get red, before you get erythema, which is the reddening. So we, we don't want to burn people because burning increases our chances of melanoma later in life. So that's super, super important. So when we're looking at SPF and the number is telling us the amount of time before we get burned. Well, okay, that handles the UVB ray, the burning ray. What about that aging ray? How do we know? What do we know? How do we know if we're going to get, if we're getting good sun protection? Let me tell you. So in Japan, they have what's called a plus rating. So a plus rating on a sunscreen is the amount of time you can be in the sun before you pigment. So for these purposes, we'll just call it the aging, the aging factor. So Four plus rating is the highest rating you can get in any SPF. There are some on the market. I know who they are. So if you are worried, if you have ethnic skin, you tend to pigment like moi, then that's going to be super important to you. And there's only a few on the market that protect you from pigmentation and aging. So that's a four plus rating gives you about an eight to 10 hour period before you start to pigment. So that's pretty good. Like if you really want a shield of protection on your skin, then find a sunscreen that has that. All right, part three of SPF, hope you're sticking with me, sticking with me here, is infrared. So that's considered the heat source of SPF. So if you have melasma, have, have any of you been told you have melasma? on your skin. It kind of looks like somebody took a brown paintbrush and brushed poop on your skin, like just brushed a brown coloring on your skin. And that really sucks because it's hormonally induced, induced by the sun, but also by heat. So that means if you get in a hot tub, a sauna, anything, hot yoga class, your melasma is going to be ignited. So finding sunscreen that has infrared protection or IR protection is something that's going to be super important for you. Again, that's usually more prevalent in ethnic skin, usually Hispanic women, believe it or not. Okay. So those are the three things you need to look for in an SPF. Again, like I said, the best SPF on the market is the one you'll put on every single day. So I know a lot of men and kids, kids like the stick. It's really easy to find one with a stick, but men also like the powdered one. So when I used to have my practice and men would tell me about golfing, I would say, get the powdered sunscreen, stick it in your golf bag, leave it there. And by the eighth hole, reapply. Just trust me, reapply. And if they can, if you can do that and they can get into the habit of doing that, 
at least 21 times in a row, your brain will recognize that as a habit, then, hey, we've got a man applying sunscreen every day. All right, that is my SPF 101. That is everything I know about SPF. So if you have, like I said, if you have that aha moment or like, damn, I didn't know that, then do me a solid, refer some friends to my podcast, write a review and give me a five-star rating. Some jerk off gave me a four-star rating and it, it wasn't even on me. It, was, it wasn't even on the podcast. It was on the f- app. He's like, oh, so that screwed up my rating. So if you guys can help me out, give me some five-star ratings, cover up that jackass. I don't know if it's spam or some dumbass that just, let's just assume that he did it by accident, that it was an innocent mistake. All right, people. Now let's move on. Let's move on to my next subject. Pack attack. All right. So I'm watching TV and I'm looking, I'm watching a commercial. I think it was the one with uh, Eva Longoria. She is recommending a moisturizer that has retinol and vitamin C. I about lost my shit because I was like, first of all, what they did, that marketing company just put two ingredients that were popular and decided to stick it, stick it in one product. First of all, just because you have two rock star ingredients doesn't necessarily mean they rock starred together. Okay. So a lot of times other ingredients can cancel other uh, ingredients out. But for in this case, vitamin C should be worn during the day and retinol should be applied during the night. So what I'm assuming is there's such a trace amount of retinol in this product, it's not even going to do any good. Okay, so you should never wear retinol during the day because it acts as a magnifying glass and it also breaks down in sunlight. So you would never want to wear retinol during the day. So when I look online, it says to use this product morning and night. So that's telling me that this product is full of BS because there's not even enough retinol to make a difference. And some people live by the thought that you should wear vitamin C at night or you should wear antioxidants at night. I believe you should wear antioxidants at night, but particularly vitamin C you want to wear during the day because it does protect against UV. What did we just talk about? Sunscreen, right? That's your ultimate protection against UV. But what vitamin C does, it kind of goes in and acts kind of like a mother hen and protects that skin cell and just kind of gives it a little extra protection, kind of a little extra insurance policy. So you should always wear your vitamin C during the day and your retinol all night. So don't buy into the hype of this all-in-one product with these two ingredients. You need to separate it, okay, people? And also, if you haven't heard my soapbox about over-the-counter products, because this is something you would buy at a CVS or a drugstore, depending on where you live, but... Anything that's considered OTC or over-the-counter is less than 2% active. So it's, you're just wasting your money. I don't care. I think this product may be between $12 and $20. It's still a waste of money. It's going to sit under your sink in your product graveyard because it's going to be one of those things because you're made too embarrassed to take back to the drugstore to get your $12 back. So that was just a waste of friggin' money and time. So that's my hack attack, people. Don't buy into the hype. All right. Now we're entering in 
the SPF free zone because it's time for my reality review. Okay, we're talking about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And oh boy, this is my favorite franchise actually, because for some of you that have been listening for me for a while or watch, follow my Instagram, Lisa Renna used to be a client of mine and she was my favorite client. She's adorable. This show is very close to my heart, especially I think also because it's in LA and I can see things that I've been to or I know where, where, thing, you know, where they're at, you know, in certain scenes. But I just want to talk about the Dorit and Kyle fight. Have you ever had one of those friends? I just, I feel like the fight was over something more because Kyle was giving Dorit shit about having a life and her being late and her being in glam and her seeing pictures on her Instagram and being late. And like, I, I'll admit, like I've been p- pissed at a friend too, where I've been like, uh, she's not responding back to me, but I see her taking pictures on Instagram. Well, I get it. I get it. You know, sometimes we get busy and we see something and things get missed. Like I realize that now, like I realize like I have really high standards for people. So a lot of people don't fall into those categories and I'll fucking dissolve friendships and I'll get rid of people when they piss me off or they let me down because I am one of those people that just, I keep my commitments and I don't like to let people down. And if I say I'm going to do something for you, I give you my word. My word is gold because that's all I have. So I digressed a little bit. (laughs) But anyway, the Dorit and Kyle fight, I just feel like there's something more to it. And there's some sort of jealousy involved. And, you know, Dorit's annoying as F anyway, because of her just her ridiculousness. And uh, I don't know, she just bugs. So I think I definitely think they're going to make it up, make up. But We've got next we have Denise had a party and oh, and this is another thing with Kyle. Kyle is totally giving Denise shit about having an eye sculpture and being like, oh, Miss Jeans and T-shirt is, you know, has this diamond eye sculpture. Well, you know, when I watch the previews, I, they're all holding a diamond, like, right? So the ladies of New York hold an apple, you know, on the teaser or the intro. Georgia has a peach, you know, they all have something. Or no, Orange County has an orange. Yep, yep, they're wearing orange. So I think that was just Denise's attempt to of camaraderie, right? Of having the little diamonds. I don't think it has anything to do with her trying to be fancy because we all know Denise is, she's basic, you know, and, and she doesn't mind. She likes being that way and I love her for it. But did, I don't know, did you guys hear correctly? Remember when Kyle stormed off and got all pissy and she was into the bathroom? Didn't she say something about Denise looking like a ragamuffin, I thought. I thought that's what I heard. I think I did. And that's super bitchy and that's super uncalled for. You know, you come to someone's house, at least be gracious, say goodbye. And, you know, that's that. Kyle's got some issues. Something's going on with her. And she's all got on on her high horse because she's, you know, been recording her TV show. So that's Kyle. She needs to tone it down a few notches. And then we've got, you know, Erica embarrassing herself and front of the kids by talking about threesomes and then Erica got really defensive when Denise after she mentioned it a few times well more so in mixed company she was very gracious about it when they were alone but then in mixed company she was like ah you know who you were inviting over here and it's like you know what that's no excuse like Denise did ask you guys like a couple of times like chill out quiet down let's not have that conversation you know let's wait until the kids go inside because that's just the right thing to do And then speaking of Denise, we've probably got some drama coming on. I don't know when it's going to happen, but 
my suspicion is Brandy Glanville is making her appearance again on the show. And I have a suspicion maybe something happened with those two. Maybe they hooked up. And uh, that's probably, mark my words, to come. And then Sutton, I mean, she's bugging too with her higher than now, you know, couture clothing and her craziness with at the the girls, uh, what are their names? Lisa's girls. I don't know why I'm blanking right now. The Yeah, anyway, their little fashion show thing. And Sutton freaked the F out and was like, oh, he's here, he's here. And I have a feeling like he she banged the Lisa's makeup artist because she was like freaking out over it and didn't want to face him. So I don't know. Sutton is, she's definitely stirring up the drama like I knew she was going to be doing. I knew that from day one. And that's what, that's that. So that's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. If you're listening to the podcast today, it's on tonight on Bravo at 9 p.m. If you are Pacific Coast time. All right. So that's it. That's my show, guys. If you stuck around, thanks so much for listening. I'm going to take a little bit of break for June because as some of you may know, I do have a corporate day job and we are kind of starting to get back into the swing of things or we're trying to. So I want to spend some time being available for my customers and the people that need me. But I just take a little break, see how things are going. Um, I feel like there's been a little drop off in the podcast because most people listen to podcasts while they're driving. And since nobody's really going anywhere. So, but if you are missing me, you can. Follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Butasia 2.0 or send me a message and say, hey, I miss you. Let's, you know, get back to talking, get back to your podcast because we miss you. So, yeah, I wanted to just take a little break for for work and for people that need me, but also just to kind of settle back into the podcast and just really figure out what's going on and how I can bring some valuable content to you guys. All right. So now, you know, with Butasia 2.0, if you have any questions anytime, please DM me and if you have want to know oh where to get the silk mask that I spoke about my girlfriends at silk.co are boss babes and um, they have all they're making some new ones with pockets with filters in it so go ahead and grab you some of those and uh, tag me if in a picture of you wearing it because I want to see you and until next time guys bye